0: The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests as individuals and do not necessarily reflect those of advertisers or sponsors. This show is intended as entertainment and commentary only. The producers strive for verisimilitude, but nothing said on this podcast should be taken as fact by the listener or viewer without performing due diligence. The existence the physical universe is basically playful. There is no necessity for it whatsoever. It isn't going anywhere. That is to say, it doesn't have some destination that it ought to arrive at. This is Keep Your Hat On, a show by three nerdy nobodies and one nerdy kind of somebody about nothing in particular. Keep Your Hat On is brought to you by the Narrowband Broadcast Network. NBBN, the focus is on you. By PodSquadPDX.com, painless podcasting and by the kind support of KYHO fans everywhere through Patreon. Patreon, create on your own terms. On this episode, Andrew tells you to put your money where your mouth is. Dr. Mark talks coffee, sippy cups, and the Quran. Robert talks mental health and musical AI. And Chris talks about three million dominoes. Hey, don't knock until you try it. I'm still your disembodied announcer, Michael Brumage, and frankly, I'm just here for the free coffee myself. Anyway, here's the guys. Andrew, Dr. Mark, Rob, and of course, Chris. And hello and welcome back. This is Keep Your Hat on the
1: Show where hell even we don't know where we're gonna go. I'm Andrew Scott along with my good friends, Robert Anthony and Chris Vacano and our good friend Dr. Mark C.E. Peterson, professor of philosophy in the University of Wisconsin. How's everybody doing today? (laughs) (laughs) We've been fighting back gremlins uh, for the last hour and a half, so uh, apologies if this doesn't look quite the way you might be used to seeing us because we don't know. Oh shit, really, Mark? Really? (laughs) And I'm already looking at the wrong camera, so this is this is going well. So, Anyways, how's everybody's week been so far?
2: Yeah, so far pretty good on this end. Uh, not not a lot to report.
1: No news is good news in, in most circumstances. Mark, how are you doing?
3: You yeah, know, the weirdness continues. Uh, we were digging around for uh, to see how far we could go with our hat still on, and I found this thing about baby bottles, which we'll get to a little later. Excellent. Also, we're continuing the Tootsie Pop research. I see Ty has joined us.
1: Yeah. Ty, what's the flavor today?
4: Let's see. You got to read the wrapper? Yeah. (laughs) It's a special flavor. I don't know.
1: I see. It's uh,
4: raspberry, I think. uh, There are 14 different flavors.
1: Raspberry-ish. Well, y'all losers out there don't even have your damn Fez. Mm. I got the Fez. I got the Fez. That should be a song by The Fix. I got the Fez. Um, (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, we're doing good, good night, folks. We're also uh, we're also. I am sporting the very first, the very first piece of swag that is going to be coming to an online store near you. Oh, and yeah. uh, I think the other thing that we're going to do is we're going to torment Dr. Peterson uh, with uh, with uh, free coffee because one of the things that's happened since we've been <laughs> away is Ty and I did a bit of an investment crazy buggers yeah well you know when somebody offers you 140 pounds worth of green coffee for a hundred bucks oh dear you buy that shit um and uh it has also gotten me back to home roasting uh which is something that i enjoy doing and, uh, yeah, we're having pretty good results. Uh,
2: I can tell you firsthand that it makes a damn fine cup of coffee.
1: It, it, it is Hula. pretty nice stuff. Uh, Robert, what, have you actually... It? It, it, it is coffee. We, it is, we don't it, it is, it is, it is it, well here for you it is
2: K-Y-H-O roast it
1: is K-Y-H-O roast it K-Y-H-O is actually roast. it is Colombian coffee
2: oh okay uh, yeah it's, so uh, it's, it's nothing roast
1: well I think we're calling it we're going to be calling it uh a uh, version of it it's keep your hat on and then uh mm-hmm. when Robert and I get some uh robusta's beans we we will roast up our your hat on? we will we will <laughs> right we will uh, that'll be blow your hat off exactly that's where we <laughs> yes. were going with that but uh, we're true. having some fun with that and we are actually getting uh, lined up we have some checks to do uh and I'm again I'm talking to the wrong goddamn camera and again <laughs> we're we're doing some research because we would love to be able to give you guys some special Baby. treats uh, but uh, as with anything consumable, there are hoops to be jumped through uh, to uh, make sure that we can send uh, coffee out to people. But uh, What do you mean? Uh, anyth- anytime anything is consumable, anytime anything is a food product, there mm. are rules. Rules. Um, and, and I believe in rules.
4: There are rules, Smokey.
1: That's <laughs> very good. Um, but yeah, we're, we're doing all good here in KYHO land, but we wanted to take a minute and reinforce something to our listening audience. And we're now we're a baby podcast. We've been doing this now for a couple months and we are, we are growing. We've got people listening all over the world. Um, our first episode for some reason was very, very popular in India. Yay. It, right. You, exactly. Na- Namaskar. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we would like to grow. And so many of you who are listening or watching or whatever, and I'm just going to abandon that camera up there and talk to the one here. Uh, <laughs> spin the because gremlins. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of us have leaned in on you guys and said, hey, could you do us a favor? Like, click, subscribe. That whole mantra that now, you know, rings in your ears forever. <laughs> Um, and there's a reason why you constantly hear content creators saying like, click, subscribe. Those little actions are the things that help podcasts grow. They help them get sponsorship. They help them get uh, endorsement deals. And they, at times they just help them get bigger by being bigger, by looking bigger. We would love it if we would be your bi-monthly, bi-weekly. I can never remember which one it is. Uh, it's companions. bi-weekly. Is it bi-weekly, semi-monthly, bi-weekly? Yeah, every yes. two weeks or so. Uh, you know, we'd love it if you'd come hang out with us. Uh, send us ideas for the show on our uh, on the uh, kyho email, which is talkback at kyho dot com. Yeah, send us. Things you want to hear us talk about. Uh, We've all got our specialties and we're all kind of generalists as well and we'll riff on any topic. But when your friends who are content creators ask you to do that, it is so easy for you to help them out. Yeah, you can be standing there in the corner cheering them on and uh, that's great and emotional support is fabulous. But we're asking you for... I mean, if you wanna help really support us, we've got a couple of Patreon subscribers now, Patreon patrons, and we're deeply grateful for them. Hi, hi, cousin Michelle. Um, But uh, liking, clicking, and subscribing actually does something for your content creator friends right then and there, and it carries forward into the future. So if you value what we're doing, even a little bit, and you're watching the YouTube video, and you're done watching the YouTube video, you gotta go walk the dog or something, leave it run, go walk the dog. It's not gonna cost you any more money except maybe about 0.4 cents, Uh, but it does huge things for your content creator friends. Playing all the way to the end of a video is a different metric, and YouTube takes that into account when your channel is growing and we as content providers can go to a, a larger larger organization and say yeah we've got we've got retention people watch our videos even if they don't um, there's there's well i was going to say there's no eyes watching you but of course in this day and age there always are but nobody knows or cares whether or not you actually paid attention and i know that this sounds like a dirty trick and it kind of is but it's a dirty trick that helps us out and we'd like to stay growing and we'd like to stay in your ears slash eyes slash amazon device or whatever you're listening or watching to us on and it would really really help us out and so we just wanted to encourage you if you can help us that way it's a freebie and you're tossing us a bone and we like bones so think about it as we move forward into the future, but now let's actually move forward in the future. And, uh, Mark, you sent something to me a couple weeks ago that we're just getting around to now, and then I still don't quite get it. And it has to do with sippy cups and Arabic coffee.
3: Uh, yes. So, um, I keep an eye on news of the weird, um, just to keep fresh. And I discovered uh, something. It was in the Sun Times that in uh, Abu Dhabi, I'm oh, sorry, in uh, Dubai, in the in, you, uh, in the United Arab Emirates, they've had a recent kerfuffle about a cafe called the Einstein Cafe, which serves. It's a it's a real upscaley kind of. Uh, yeah, Starbucks, it's, it's not you know.
1: our. It's not our. Ver- we have uh, Einstein it's, Brothers Bagels. Brothers, no, totally no, not a, is, not the same.
3: I'm not Ecosism. sure if bagels would really go, you know, <laughs> in the
1: Yeah, come to think of it, you're probably right. That would fly thinking, like
4: a rock through a window. It's the right? thing, you know, it's
3: like, uh, you know, and not even Montreal bagels, Sadness. which I should plug. Um, but so they decide, as a fad, it. as a fad, Einstein cafes across uh, the Emirates, but also in a few of the other uh, Gulf states, began serving, and let me get it exactly right, um, they serve this, uh, sort of thick milky drink, which I think might be like bubble tea actually, but it, yeah. I couldn't find out. This is also interesting. There's a, a weird wall here that's going to happen in a moment. Well, um, they sell these, uh, milkshakes with celerac and rice cereal in for infants as formula, but it, you know, they, it became kind of a fad. Well, they sell it in baby bottles.
1: <clears throat> like one would when you're feeding an infant
3: as one might well the fact that <clears throat> the fact that these were in baby bottles that had nipples on them apparently offended
1: shake some of somebody the, uh,
3: some of the uh, well i was going to say probably some of the religious uh, community uh, in those countries that have a larger
1: say in how the political system works
2: and and, and the more modest sensibilities
1: yeah
4: uh yeah uh, yeah i'll, I'll go so,
1: i'll go with dr mark's very diplomatic wording of that
4: so yeah is, and there's so there's like i'll something in the quran about nipple play there's not a damn thing something uh, it the, turns
3: out i've looked and there it's not in there okay Um, And in fact, we should remember that in the original Islamic structures, women played a predominant and important role in the origins of Islam. uh, I'm just saying, Muhammad's first wife, who was the businesswoman, made it all possible.
1: Exactly. But apparently
3: not in Dubai. And apparently not when it comes to baby bottles.
1: So how did this all go sideways? Well,
3: This was on the
4: streets. um,
3: It went, they went, so first of all, it went completely crazy and there were lines around the block and uh, uh, instagram... because of the
1: popularity of this formulation is yeah. that it uh, no because of the, because, the because of the baby bottle because of the baby Nibbles. bottles
3: by the way i can, you know if if we were saying this in the west we'd all be laughing about what a marketing genius this guy was <laughs> right. and so uh, and apparently instagram literally like filled with uh, people you know showing selfying. their baby bottles off selfieing the baby bottle and at some point, um inspection teams began to burst into cafes and issue fines. <laughs> and I'm going to quote the I'm going to quote the Dubai authorities here and point out that authorities had been alerted to open quote, the negative practice and risks by social media users, uh, which indicates an indiscriminate use of baby bottles which not only violate local culture and traditions, But the mishandling of the bottle during the filling could also contribute to the spread of COVID-19.
1: Oh, yeah, let's we're all going to get used to everything being blamed <laughs> on COVID. That, yeah. yeah. So uh, there were you know, we
4: live in the West here and we have seen enough bullshit over the last four years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Well, so,
4: you know, we I know mean, it when we see it
1: and look at all our our viewers and listeners who are our age are immediately thinking about Michael Palin busting in in a, you know, black and red cardinal outfit going. <laughs> nobody expects <laughs> nobody expects the coffee Excuse police. Me.
3: Yeah. yeah, You know, Islam has not had its reformation yet. I think the Sunnis and the Shiites may eventually get around to that. Um, I'll just top this off. Uh, backlash occurred in Kuwait, Bahrain, and Oman. And um, there you have it. Um, now, <laughs> the so that's pretty interesting and amusing on its own, right? And you find a clash of cultures where capitalism begins to clash with local culture and by the way
1: not the first time that's happened yeah uh,
3: or the last and i will i will tell you that uh speaking as a historian of ideas one of the funny parts has been to watch this happen around the world and i have some bad news and that's that (laughs) so far capitalism always wins
1: yeah so far
3: always wins and it's is like there,
4: is there any kind of update have you gotten been able to, to oh see, so it's, i uh you're uh, like squashed or and just under the rug or
3: let la- uh so the last i was able to find about this goes back to the middle of march uh, about mm-hmm. the 20 the 17th of march
1: so about a month and ago it, yeah.
3: and this was in the associated press and i thought well this is bizarre so i started looking around every googleable reference to this uh story refers back to the same associated press story and i tried looking in abu dhabi because apparently there what what it was suggested was in some of the articles i read that that they had actually re- released public statements about this um i couldn't find any hmm. so either the ap just had a joke with us i thought well maybe this is an april fool's joke but it was you know the they,
1: uh, on on the russian calendar i mean <laughs> <laughs> on the lunar, the yeah,
3: lunar, lunar calendar, calendar for april 1st um it's so, alien it's never fucking aliens i did i did searches on instagram i did searches all over the damn place and i couldn't find anything to follow this up
1: welcome to your stonewall if my uh, friend, if our
3: friends and relations out there in, uh,
1: yeah, in Web's
3: land can find anything, please <laughs> leave it in the comments section below. Yeah, we'll or if you're
1: out. listening this in the UAE, U- if you're listening in the UAE, or have some inside information for us, by all means, Someplace either leave, in leave it in the States. comments or send us a message at talkback at kyho We want to get down to the bottom of this international fiasco.
2: And, yeah, this this sounds I like a like say. a story. This sounds like a story that's headed for the uh, Sinbad uh, uh, playing, <coughs> making a movie as
1: a genie. I still, out. I still don't. We'll we'll have to visit yeah. that at some point in the future. Rob, and, uh, Robert, what? what were you what were you saying?
4: Uh, um, I I just I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm here to support you guys. In- <laughs> your use of nipples
1: (laughs) well i tell you what everybody we're going to take a very quick break we're going to be i know you do uh we're going to be right back uh this is the keep your hat on podcast that's dr mark that's robert that's chris i'm andy we'll be back in just a second
0: We'll be right back. Really.
1: Hey, everybody. Andrew Scott here from the Keep Your Hat On podcast. I just wanted to take a minute to say thanks for listening and to make sure that you know that there's a video version of our show over on YouTube. Not only do you get to see our lovely faces, and yeah, that's lovely in air quotes, but you also get a look at what we're talking about. And there's slightly different content over there. I mean, like, whole different segments, bonus bits, and other stuff that, well, let's just say that it's funnier in your eyes than it may be in your ears. So head on over to the YouTube channel at the link provided in your podcast listening app, click subscribe, and hit that little bell to be notified when new video content goes live. We'll see you there. Well, no, you'll see us there, but you get it. And remember, keep your hat on. We may end up miles from here. Thanks. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back. Keep your hat on. I just ran out of shit to say and we're back welcome back to keep your hat on i'm your host andrew scott along with my co-host robert anthony my other co-host or co-co-host chris vacano and co-co-co-host dr mark c.e peterson robert what did you dig up this week so
4: you know what I i was i was looking around uh and this um i was let's talk about the lost tapes of the 27 club it's kind of gotten some Mm. press and it's really this interesting um interesting thing where they've taken ai they've taken the catalog of some artists that have died uh uh, at the age of 27 Mm. Mm -hmm. um the ai then separates riffs uh, uh chord structures song structures vocal cadence Words, phrases, hooks, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, hooks. And then puts it all together, and then uh, uh, some folks in the studio will go in and um, uh, finish putting it together. Now, this is all done uh, for.
1: Well, it's essentially a, mem- a kind of a vague memorial to those very famous rock stars of the past who passed away at the age of 23. You got more your gym.
4: than that, though. It's to call it's 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 to call uh, call uh, attention um, to the mental health of the music industry. Yeah. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: yeah, because so many you know of our of, of Past generations, oh my god, really right? landmark artists passed away at 23. You got Jim Morrison, you got Jimi Hendrix, you got Janis Joplin, you got Kurt Cobain. There are so many of
4: them. There's a, list. Yeah, uh, there's a yeah. list, So, this, 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 yeah, this, uh, uh, these folks, um, and I'm looking for their names so that we can do them justice.
3: I found it in the Wikipedia page, yeah,
1: and
4: it's Over also the bridge, it, their, their name is Over the Bridge. That's and, it, um. Uh, they put together this album of four songs. Um, the one that's been, I looked on on Spotify uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that's got the most traction in the press and consequently has the most views is um, Drown Out the Sun, which is a Nirvana-esque song that they put mm, together.
2: Yeah.
3: Did the
4: ai put the songs together yeah i did not put the the process reads like this yeah uh they took um the ai does a does a number of things uh they input some music uh the ai algorithm listens to the isolated hooks rhythms melodies lyrics mm-hmm. uh then the i the ai input is the algorithm learned from the music, then generated a string of all new hooks, rhythms, melodies, and lyrics. And then what they do is they then take it to an audio engineer uh, who took these uh, uh, AI generated um, elements and composed these songs. And then, particularly, they've got some sound-alike folks Uh, to do the lyrics yeah and
1: to be clear the ai isn't generating the music well the the ai isn't generating the recording the ai is getting these disparate elements and hooks and things that we all uh identify as being iconic from those songs Mm -hmm. and then yeah they kick it out to a they kick it out to a producer who then goes out and finds, mm-hmm. you know, a, a requisite singer yeah. and the musicians yeah. and builds this. And what Robert and I were talking about is that th- this is really a Frankenstein mm-hmm. approach. And the, the question that Robert and I both bandied back and forth to each other is, uh, aside from the 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 biggest elephant in the room, is the song any good? Um, and this the second question is does it sound like the the target artist but really what we came down to was i mean robert would you say for in talking about the nirvana track would you say it's good
4: you know it comes back to that uh frankenstein's monster thing right mm-hmm. so uh anybody that's listened to it Is going to hear and be able to point to smells like teen spirit be able to point to all apologies be able to point to in utero uh and and you know you're right Mm -hmm. Uh, um,
1: all those iconic tracks that that you think of when you
4: doing this writing particularly it seemed like with the uh, from what i understand the nirvana uh song posed an extra challenge for the iaa um, because what you tended to get back was a wall of sound,
1: right? Um, which that was Nirvana for about half of their tracks.
4: Yeah, so there's a less uh, there's less of a identifiable common thread throughout their songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know this this uh, uh, you know this gave you um, a big chunk of the catalog that the machine uh, could just. You just couldn't quite learn from,
1: mm-hmm. and um, I, um, it, I think it misses for me. And you know, here we'll we'll let's play a little bit of this song now. Uh, to me that sounds like nirvana somewhat ish
2: ish
4: yeah it could be no it couldn't be it couldn't be nirvana there's the thing that lacks and i think i was talking to you andy and telling you this um one of the things that's lacking is uh there's nobody to get behind the note
1: yeah and if you're a musician, you understand what getting behind the note means. And for me, it it has spirit, but no soul. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good way to put it. I think it's, and I mean, Robert, I think you'll agree with me here when you say it's an interesting experiment. It's an interesting exercise. Is it ready for prime time? No, were they doing it to be ready for prime time? That's the question that kind of no, hangs think they were. that, that kind of hangs there for me. I mean, I understand their motivations for wanting to do this. We are, especially coming out of the COVID pandemic, <clears throat> we're all more aware of mental health mm-hmm. than we have been, but we're still not <clears throat> aware enough about mental health. And the music industry has been so impacted, by mental health issues over the years. Um, You know, one of my favorite bands of the last 10 years has been Frightened Rabbit. Um, And Frightened Rabbit, their lead singer, committed suicide a couple of years ago. Hmm. Everybody saw it coming and nobody could do anything to stop it. And now that we've gone through this, this COVID pandemic where live music's been shut down, musicians, Some of the biggest musicians in their genres have been doing concerts from home, hoping people will chime in with PayPal or Venmo donations. I mean, uh, one of my very favorite musicians on earth is James McMurtry. And Mm -hmm. he's been weekly doing shows with his handout on, on PayPal. I've sent him some money because I know that... For as lauded as a songwriter as James McMurtry is, his margins are fucking slim. He doesn't make money on recordings. He makes money on touring and you button up the touring industry. Um, You know, we're talking about multi-billion dollar a year losses for the industry, but we're talking about the financial livelihood of our favorite musicians.
2: Yeah. You're cutting the artists off at the knees
1: right there. And then, and they yeah. don't have any way to go out. And, uh, you know, again, the music industry changed right about the millennium where people getting signed. Yeah. Once you got signed, you hadn't made it. Um, before yeah. then you got signed, they gave you a big advance and you were off and running most touring musicians make money on their concerts and make money on their merchandise. Yeah. And that's it. They don't expect to see money from album sales because album sales aren't a thing anymore. Mm. <laughs> um, and so, uh, again, for this over the bridge project, I laud them for trying to raise awareness somehow because of this,
4: well they've done it right because they have because we're about
1: talking about it, it exactly yeah, right, right. Yeah. and so they've and, done it
4: and and you have an industry here while it's a small small cut of of a world society you got an industry here where 71% of uh, artists uh, uh, have experienced anxiety 68% of them have, uh, experience incidents of depression and the suicide attempt rate is, is double that of, of, of normal society
1: uh, yeah and and you're right they did bring it up and we are talking about it and we're yeah. we're going to talk about it because all four of us have experienced the same mental health issues in one way or another from the pandemic mm-hmm. that that y'all have
2: i'd like to expand on one point here uh and that uh, you know i too applied the awareness building around mental health but And and you know thinking about the effects on the music industry of the COVID pandemic and you know where money is made and you know all of these different things all the 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 contours of the music industry as as an industry what I, I actually as 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 a creator in a different discipline I find this. Very troubling because to me, I see it's it's kind of a Pandora's box that that they're playing with opening here. Uh, no, that, no, I that, agree that, with that that, that points to been, a really
4: grim potential future for artists. We've been talking about this, but we've been talking about it from a a different angle. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have always romanticized this. Mm-hmm. Hence the Twenty Seven Club. We've Mm. always been talking about this. We just haven't really been talking about this.
1: No, and I think that's partly because we don't want to. Um, talking about it for well, real yeah, the, means, oh, means the addressing very, it. Very and,
4: things I, that make think, an artist popular and make this music and this creation because it comes out of pain and it comes out of hurt. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I think
2: you guys misunderstood what I was getting at, which is, which is this notion of... Turning on AI to create art, and turning on AI to create culture to the point where it's not inconceivable that there's a future where all of our art and culture is made by machines. No, and that's that's algorithms. And that's horrifying.
1: Well, I was going there, um, and uh, we'll we'll loop back around to the health, uh, the mental health discussion. But no, you're, you're, you're right, Chris. But my question is whether or not it is horrible. I don't know that yet mm. um, because I'm, I'm of the camp that art is what the consumer of art takes away oh. from
3: it. Yeah, but see, now we're getting into the trouble, mm. I think. You well, know?
1: and that's why you're here, boss.
3: Yeah. So I I was actually thinking that the first thing that I thought about with the AI um, was there's a, uh, about 10 years ago, a Japanese group substituted one of their members for a CGI.
1: Yeah. I remember that.
3: Recently it's a SPA and I'm always going to mispronounce it, but one of the K-pop bands snuck in a CGI, a computer generated deep fake into their music videos who established her own fan base and everything (laughs) before they told them who, you know, that it wasn't real. And of course, we're already seeing this was like, you know, if you think about, not just artists, but like the modeling agencies and any of those sort of people, they're already developing actors. Yep. Yep. Actors, they're already well, developing you know, deep one fakes.
4: Of the things about music and about AI that we 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 haven't been really aware of because it really hasn't come to town. Uh, uh, is the AI the the hologram concerts right? That oh, that yeah. happen all up and down the Sunset Strip and in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. you can go see. You can see Elvis. Elvis, yeah. You can go see Madonna. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Uh, um, uh, uh, And so to to Andy's point, yeah, it is kind of the consumer, but you know what? There's also a human presence behind that stuff.
3: So the other one that came back to my mind right away was now you guys are a little young, but you'll remember this back in the ancient days, there was this amazing thing and it was called the rock and roll music. Oh the rock yeah. and roll I music. remember hearing about that. And and the rock and roll music was like the lifeblood of everything. Yeah. And then one day this great nothing appeared, this great darkness appeared and overwhelmed the rock and roll music for many years, and it was called
4: the,
3: the disco. Ah. <sighs> and um what I remember most about the disco is, yeah, I'm still not, uh, I'm still
1: triggered by this. I can tell.
3: Was that. that it required polyester. To be worn,
4: <laughs> the
1: amount of the amount of dangerously flammable clothing oh, in and the period this is like, was, and this yeah. is
3: not the kind of polyester that there is now. No, this was this was early invented polyester, which was like wearing garbage bags. It really was. Nice, and it was. Yeah. Just, but here is the thing: here is what happened at some point during this. During uh, the dance music shit took off s- to such a degree that producers were just bringing in. Um, studio musicians creating music, and then after they'd put it together, they'd go find somebody to front it, Vanilli, Vanilli, right? Mm. They'd just Mm. go find some band to front it. So what I want to say here, Ty, is like the AI has already been working, but it hasn't been A, right? Right, (laughs) right. And it's like they've already been creating music solely for the function
2: of
0: commercial enterprise. And I actually...
2: I, I want to, yeah, I, I'd like to sort of, I, I mean, I'm going to voice a, a fairly strong disagreement with your point, Andy, backed up in, in all of this, that that what concerns me about that line of thinking is that when you put the definition of art in the hands of art consumers, you commodify art, you turn it into a product, mm-hmm. and that, to me... And this is something I take deeply personally, and and I and I'm not saying I'm offended by what you're saying. I know, uh, but but it's something that I've spent many many years exploring and thinking about, and and forming some very strong opinions about that that art is a purely human endeavor, and, and that and that you create because of an artistic impetus, and whether or not consumers embrace it demand it engage it is secondary it's not irrelevant it's it's secondary to that initial creative impulse Mm -hmm. and when you take when you take creation and and to mark's point about you know the rise of disco uh and 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 the way that that played out in terms of lots of studio musicians and and lots of session work um when you take the creative impetus out of the hands of the creators yeah that that's incredibly troubling to me because to me as someone who is so passionate about art in all of its forms I, 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 we are running the risk of sacrificing one of the things that makes us
1: human okay so to that two things and this
0: the hell I'm a going to die on.
1: If you constantly look at art as being <laughs> for the artist or for the consumer of art, uh, uh-huh. you failed because art is in and of itself an ever perpetuating dichotomy. You would not have art without those who wanted art. And yeah. if there weren't people who wanted art, everybody would paint in their attic and never see the light of day
2: i'll agree with you on that yeah. art is art is communication
1: but here's the uh, here's the other thing yeah. well, art is uh, art I, I i like that explanation less than art is expression because as an artist and i consider myself an artist as a musician and in, in a number of other ways there are things that i do simply for myself so i'm not communicating mm-hmm. to anybody else i am however expressing something but the mm. other thing about this, when you're talking in Peterson, I'm gonna stand up in defensive disco, God damn it,
3: um, because- I've come around, I've come around here
1: and there, we, okay? <laughs> d- the disco that we got back in the day was the disco of producers and marketers, no mm-hmm. question, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you have to follow the red thread back and acknowledge the fact that those producers and those marketers were
4: were on on
1: point. They knew what the trends of the time were. And here's the thing. I dare you to go back and listen to Schick's first album. The musicianship from that band and from bands like Rufus with Shaka Khan, shut the front door. Mm -hmm. I mean, but the thing is, is that it, there's always a point in any musical trend where it starts to go off the rails. It's, it's, it's gone into a turn too hard, too fast. Well, I
4: think what we did with disco particularly, we saw a change in, 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 what was going on so you know in the 70s and the early 70s and and late 60s you started to have late 60s particularly you started to have the machine as we refer to Mm -hmm. it yeah uh, exactly to build this corporation start to build so the disco of the late 70s is that machine Coming, coming off the tracks for, for, for air. Yeah, right. I, exactly. wanted, I hey, wanted to just say, hey, you know, can I'm, we market this? Can we do this? And yeah. to some extent, they were successful. The thing oh. is, is there was a ghost in the machine somewhere, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so
3: I want to just say, I'm like, I'm overstating this just for the purposes of our conversation, because I will tell you one of the one of the weirdest experiences I had. Um, my wife of many years, of course, was a complete Abba freak. Which of course was just how karma works out. And so she dragged me to go see um, Mama, Mama Mia. Mia. Oh, on no. stage, on stage, not the ridiculous thing. And I got to see a- The other a,
1: ridiculous a, thing.
3: Yeah, the, 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 the movie version. <laughs> but I got to see a really fantastic touring company do this. And as long as ABBA wasn't singing their materials, the the songs are brilliant. And the other thing I finally heard in them was the uh northern european and scandinavian folk song tradition and that style of music shows up in abba and after i'd seen it performed on stage by other people it was like this stuff is actually pretty good isn't it it's like, well, yeah, well, yeah. well
4: something Andy's, interesting I, I think, happened after, go, uh, the dust, after the dust settled and enough mm-hmm. years went by revisiting that stuff you do actually you're not caught up in the cocaine driven
1: glammy Glammy
4: right mentioned polyester
1: before
2: right
4: yeah and you can actually sift through and look at it you can go go, oh i I think that's that's very that's very
1: astute robert because uh, you know time is the lens in which all of us look back at things that we (laughs) once scorned and gone oh hey you know because benny and bjorn those guys are songwriting beasts. They well, are speaking masters. Speaking
4: beasts. And I just listened there to you this go. yesterday. Uh, the guitarist for Chic, since you mentioned it. Oh, Dad, yeah. Uh, is a. I did not, I was not aware of what a prolific songwriter
1: Nile Rodgers is. I was gonna say, yeah, look
4: at Nile. I was just
2: about to bring up Nile Rodgers. I mean, his his career has been absolutely amazing and he has been Mm -hmm. one of the central seminal figures in the evolution of music since disco. And he's the embodiment of what happened since the seventies where you had that really clearly defined dichotomy of disco versus rock. Yeah. Right. And, and, and they, uh, you know, they found coexistence and what, what I think disco accomplished that was, uh, you know, very, very positive in the evolution of of popular music and American music especially mm-hmm. was it reignited interest in R and B and soul and it actually yeah, yeah. and and and, and, it, and, I, I, and mean, I think it was I, I think it ultimately i i think the case could be made that it ultimately paved the path for the
4: emergence of hip-hop and oh yeah
2: rap. without question
4: one of the things that he actually said in in this this interview that i was listening to know, yesterday it's kind of a weird thing that we're bringing it up um was they couldn't do what p-funk was doing because right. Parliament and Ping Funk was, was doing such a good job. So they had to go somewhere to do it. And where they were going to do it was with the clientele that P Funk was not engaging, which oh. was Discotech.
3: Yep. Wow. Sweet. Yeah. Area yeah.
4: Fifth, Or, I mean, uh, uh, Studio 54. I almost said Area 51.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Different <laughs> segment. Sort of the <laughs> Studio same. Studio 54, which is not uncommon, un- unlike totally. Area 51.
2: Now, Studio 54 is a place that was full of
4: aliens. But that is where that is where she started because yeah, they, that that clientele was not going to have anything to do with P Funk.
1: Exactly, right. and yeah, because no, P Funk was scary. To. P yeah, funk they were scary back P, then. That P P was funk, dangerous. Exactly, it was like, yeah. and, it, and I it, was
3: a it was, mad fan. I'll just right? tell Neither you.
1: Am. Yeah, yeah. And and because, know, but Agate
4: Brain is one of my favorite. This albums. whole this oh. whole
1: thing goes back to the um, you know the days of. Again, if you think that everything is manufactured in that way, you're going to have to mm. write off a whole lot of great music that the Wrecking Crew did. And, oh, my God. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. the
2: wrecking crew was brilliant. I think that's a whole other. That's a whole and other then you discussion. Get in, topic. You get into and then the you whole. Yeah. Shoals.
1: Exactly the same thing. Souls. Or, yeah. you know, the the uh, the beach sound, the West Coast sound. Coming man. out late 60s, early 70s from the Troubadour, you've got the whole Linda Ronstad and the Eagles thing and yeah. Jackson Brown and, you know, my one of oh, my man. all-time favorite heroes, Warren Zevon. Um, yeah. You know, and that whole incestuous thing where back in the day you needed a label. And this all buttons back around quite nicely to my talk of support your independent creators because now we're to the point where... Musicians don't really need labels much anymore. Remember when we were Mm -hmm. all growing up, there was like four, five, six labels. That was it. Half of them were owned by Sony. Um, But now you've got a a label for pretty much every artist. Mm -hmm. And you can support those artists directly. You can get the middleman out of there. And just support those artists and those musician musicians that touch you and that that help shape your worldview when you were young and are still doing so now. Yeah, especially now. Exactly. And that's
2: where that's where I'll pivot from my cynicism about AI and (laughs) and 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 turn towards a much more optimistic view of the future of the art world, which is. A lot of the gatekeepers have been completely disarmed. I mean, they are still tending to their gates, but the fences have been torn down. Yeah, and 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 so so. Taking, and and you made a point a uh, a little bit ago about, you know, that the producers and the marketers were really successful in marketing uh, disco. Well, yeah, of course, that was easy because they were the gatekeepers. And so, of course, they're going to be successful on telling you when the gate is going to open and when it's going to close. But now that those gatekeepers are, have been largely disabled and are out of the mix, and boy, are they trying to get back into the mix and Stay in the mix, yeah. but but they're just getting steamrolled by the new realities. That is wonderful for artists. It is wonderful for people who appreciate the art, uh, who who are seeking things out. It 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 actually, it's one of those places where I'll say technological advancement has actually improved our ability as humans to connect with each other yeah. through art. And you guys all know, I mean, it's
3: like, I think we're all of us know quite a few musicians now, right? And it's like, all of the people that I know are working essentially online through social media, and they'd already started to move that way
1: Mm -hmm. already. Hey, (laughs) MySpace. (laughs) <laughs> no, it ain't MySpace.
4: It's, ah! still, it's still there. Did you know MySpace is still there?
1: I, I actually, uh, Ty, <laughs> was we, we were, we were, this. yeah, we were having a discussion while you were suffering all your uh, technical slings and arrows, and we were bringing up MySpace. I got a poster of the Sisters of Mercy uh, from a show I saw about 12 years ago that's got a MySpace address on the bottom of it, <laughs> and I just, I did try to pull it up before we started recording, and it's, we've changed our terms of service. Click here if you would agree, and that's where I bailed out. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, i have been really happy to
3: find that it's like because i'm in the ukulele cult of course and um most of all the best people in the, who are who are uh, really proficient musicians in the ukulele universe they all have really good and well staffed patreon
1: sites exactly and, it, and, and yeah, oh by the and, way if you want to help us out you can yeah, support us through patreon yeah. <laughs> um but you know the the only thing that i want to close with, aside from the fact that we'll put links uh, in the description below uh, about uh, some mental health resources that we all all support, but just to remember that in every period of bad music, good things come out of it, and I will give you one example, and that is one of my all-time favorite guitar solos, is in Running With the Night by Lionel Richie. Hello, Mm. was it me that you're looking for? Because Mm -hmm. that guitar solo, that incredible guitar solo, was played by Steve lukather and hmm. i mean you got to remember eddie van halen uh, uh played uh guitar on some things that people don't recognize were him <laughs> including michael jackson uh there's always good i always have a problem i i, I consider myself a, a a student of music in pretty much all its forms including peterson always uh, criticized me for liking electronic music uh saying it was mm-hmm. android music mm-hmm. um From Jupiter, from Jupiter. Well, actually further out than that. Trust me. Um, (laughs) But uh, I always have a problem with people criticizing a particular genre of music and saying that's garbage. You know what? Just dismissing it. If it moves you, if it moves you, if it makes Mm -hmm. you feel something, if it uh, engenders in you some kind of positivity, music's doing its job. And just like what you like,
2: and, yeah, and if it's not your thing, move on. Exactly. I gotta
4: say, you know, one of my heroes, <clears throat> Jimmy Page, uh, uh, does it really, really well. And he says this, if I can't say something good, I don't want to talk about
1: it. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, that's that's <laughs> so advice the band, for if life. if the band
4: is not something that he jibes with, he just doesn't want to talk about it
1: yeah exactly and with that we are going to take another quick break we will be right back on the narrowband broadcast network i'm andrew scott along with dr mark c e peterson and chris vacano and my other good friend robert anthony we'll be right back this is keep your hat on don't go nowhere And we're back on keep i get coughed right when i was talking three two one and we're back on keep your hat on the show where hell even we don't know where we're gonna go i'm andrew scott along with dr mark cd e. peterson out in wisconsin robert anthony uh, over by fuban uh, asian grocery store and chris about seven blocks away from me and uh chris i hear that you've got
0: My new favorite thing in the world. A new new favorite
1: thing in the world. What's going on?
2: I do. uh, And this is really, really cool. I'm really excited to share this and talk about it. We'll be the judge uh, of that. uh, (laughs) Fair enough. Um, But but mark my words. It's really cool. Um, So uh, a few weeks ago, I saw an article in the Washington Post about this young lady who... uh, has essentially made a career out of domino drops, you know, where, where you set oh. up large, complicated mm-hmm. domino art patterns. Uh, and actually it's, it's more correctly referred to as domino art. Um, and, you know, they do the drops and they film them. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a thing I am. I'm sure most people have come across it once or twice, uh, but this her story is amazing her name is lily hevish um and she publishes on youtube under the name hevish five which is uh, the five comes from the fact that she's the fifth member of her family and that's how she came up with that name um fair enough she got she got her first set of dominoes when she was about 10 years old and she started you know she would just set up all these all these interesting intricate uh domino you know cascade drops uh using that set of dominoes and and just found uh, you know found her passion in it uh at about the age of 15 she set up a youtube channel and started uh publishing domino videos um anonymously under the name Heavish 5 uh, but but never exposed who the person was behind Hevish Five, uh, until until a couple of years later, um, and uh, you know she just sort of kept publishing these videos. She's uh, she got into competitive dominoes, uh, domino art where wow. and, and this is actually a thing. I mean there are challenges, there are competitions. Oh
1: yeah, and just for our our listeners only on the audio side of our podcast, you need to understand something when we think of domino drops and domino dominoes falling we think of these you know large elaborate patterns that we've seen done in gymnasiums and <laughs> things like that of dominoes all lined up on their edges but lily does something so dramatically different it's it it, it transcends that and goes to the i didn't know you could do that with those wow. things school right where she's got dominoes stacked on top of dominoes stacked on top of dominoes with dominoes trestling over to other dominoes this i get nervous as a klutzy disabled person i get nervous just looking at pictures of this setup for fear that if I jostle my desk too much, the whole thing's going to knock go over. It over. Yeah,
2: yeah. Imagine, imagine the the patience and the the time and I can't even
1: hands. imagine the patience. No. Well,
2: just not only the you know, setup. And, and, and before you do the setup,
4: you have to design it. Yeah, yeah. How how is she designing this? I'm, does she one, even, I'm does guessing. she have the engineer degree? No, or I'm guessing or that somebody. she's no. probably
1: using CAD um, so, or so, some yeah. layout well, software. let me
2: let, let me get back to her story because yeah, her Chris story is. Gonna me, so sorry. Every bit as fascinating as what she does Chris, would you just get back to so, her story? Chris, yes, Chris get back to her story oh, though I'm yeah. so sorry I took <laughs> us on this tangent <laughs> Would you get back to the story first? Uh, you yes. did it again right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, I did it no, Never mind you oh, um, bro- Remember what happened the last time you <laughs> yes. sang on an episode hey, I know. Free Britney I
4: know. <laughs> yep. Go on yep. All right. <laughs> 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 Hashtag Alright,
2: uh, focus boys <laughs> Wrong crowd sorry. So, so
1: we don't know so where we'll end up. She
2: got to about nineteen, and how uh, old is she now?
1: Do you have any idea? She's twenty-two now. Okay, all right. Hmm.
2: Yeah. So she got to nineteen, and it was time for her to head off to college. She went and enrolled at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Of so, course. this girl is, you know, smart as a whip, too. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, and she it, 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 she got in, and she was. Uh, I forget exactly what her degree was, but it's it's in a STEM field and had a connection to culture she realized the domino thing was just taking off for her massively as
1: as is so often the case with these types of people, they start doing something kind of as a lark and put it on YouTube. And then the next thing, you know, it has taken over their lives.
2: And, and this did, she had to make a really tough, tough choice. So she dropped out of school and dedicated herself to becoming a full-time domino art professional. And, uh, you know, as far as so so no engineering degree, no uh, you know, sh- good education background, but she stopped um, because she found her thing, and she's following her passion. and and that's, I mean, that's that's what's so cool about this. but but there there's there's some other pieces about this that make her story so remarkable. Um, within the domino art community, she is uh, she is one of the very few women who actually compete in dominoes. Mm. And, and she's a regular winner in her competitions. Not only that, she holds the Guinness World's record for largest circular uh, domino drop with 250,000 dominoes. Um, she has a YouTube award. She's on the 2020 Forbes 30 Under 30. Yeah. She's, she's done... Domino drops on the Today show on the Tonight show. Well, and she's worked with what?
1: Google, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, she, Ford, Johnson has, and Johnson, Marriott. She
2: she does professional domino drops for these big companies. Ooh, Absolutely. Who pays for the crew.
1: Well, I'm and sure that,
2: that she's got Donald a whole done. team that she works with. Yeah, I mean and you're, and and you're jo- jo- they're all you're talking to her, offic- offic- her offic- YouTube, YouTube
1: channel. Too. Her YouTube channel has 3 million followers. And, and, I, and 1 I'm billion just, views. Yeah, exactly. Over a billion views on a number of her videos. I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that somebody like that has got, you know, Patreon support and people that are helping fund these things because you want to, t- We're you know, going back to our discussion of what is art before, uh, you know, Let this just is going to
4: say, I hope the AI doesn't get involved. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, yeah, absolutely. But
1: it's, uh, it's just such a great story that mm-hmm. she's it's just one of those things where it it's something that puts joy in people's lives seeing it seeing the process of it and that's one of the things that i love most about the creators that i follow is not only are they showing you the result of what they were doing but they also let you into the process because for me i'm a process guy um i like knowing how the sausage is made as a matter of fact that was my very first job as a kid was seven years old He's cleaning so out blood trays had a butcher across Ooh. the street from me. Um, but I, I really enjoy knowing the process because for me the process is also art. And getting to go along on that ride with a creator or an artist, mm-hmm. I that I can watch that's one of the reasons why I spend a lot of my a lot of my evening hours watching guys turning uh, knotted up burled wood into amazing, <laughs> you know, uh, on a lathe. Uh, And and, and watching that process happen.
2: And this is the cherry on top of uh, her story. You know, her her wonderful, delicious ice cream sundae of a story is that to your point about bringing people into the process, she just did a deal uh, with a toy company and has released. A starter domino set with specially designed dominoes.
1: Yeah, because her dominoes, again, to be clear to the people listening, her dominoes aren't classical dominoes. They're not what you think of when you think of domino.
4: Wait, but wait. They don't have the bead in the in the middle of them. No, they don't have they the don't bead. Have the they don't, don't have the they've
1: dots. Got no, they've got no pips. Um, and oh, so they're just they're just pieces of plastic that look
4: like dominoes blocks. for art for art.
2: And 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 oh, they're rounded they're, they're, in a certain a way, way so that now. they drop better.
4: <laughs> And now they're weighted and everything else, yeah. Uh, they're sport dominoes. Well, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I I tend to refer to them as high performance dominoes. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pro dominoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, we would so, not see so, those, so, you know. So
2: so she, yeah. So she's done this toy deal to inspire kids uh, and and give them an opportunity to find joy in something that she finds joy in,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and. to share
1: share in that creative process
2: absolutely and 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 to open it up to anybody who wants to participate rather than a little bit rather than doing this is my thing you know exactly
1: and well and that goes back to the discussion chris that we were having before about you know a painter in his attic painting only for himself is expression Mm -hmm. or herself Mm -hmm. is expression and it's also art but anytime you get to share the experience with somebody um, mm-hmm. No matter what it is, to me there's, well, uh, okay, Peterson's gonna gonna pat me on the back for this or slap me in the head, one of the two, I haven't decided yet. There's an erate to that. Oh.
0: Do I get points? <laughs> Do I get points? Teach? Do I get points?
1: Um, there, no, and that's still that's one of it's my a very
0: Greek word erate. Excellent.
1: It is a Greek word, and is one of my very favorite Greek words, and uh, that's it, that's one of the things that be. Peterson and I bonded on back in the day when I was first in his class, because I was the only one in class who knew what that word meant before we went into that discussion. Of course he did. Of course he and, did. Well, hey, thank the Jesuits. Um, <laughs> yeah. But erete is the excellence in doing a thing, and it transcends just merely that as well, because somebody can be technically proficient at something to the point where they do it and it's perfect. but there is also a spirit implied and a spiritus that's implied with that word. and that's exactly what she does. Yeah. look, knocking down dominoes is just physics. It's mm-hmm. just physics. It is cause and effect and a chain of events and it's predictable and it's measurable and all that but what, and, she, and, does and she, bring, what she does is she brings what she does what what she does is brings a whole different spirit to it which is why her dominoes look different why we're not playing dominoes we're not slapping things down on a table and taking mm-hmm. drags of your your opponent's cigarette uh, as yeah. a way to rub their nose in it <laughs> right. this is about something bigger and and greater than just That And the joy that you see, and we'll put links to her videos down below, the joy that you see in her, not only the joy that you see when the thing deploys successfully, but the joy in her doing it. And at the same time, she shares frustrations and all that business as well, because... I mean, it's dominoes. There's going to be frustrations. There's going to yeah, be right. There's going to be the errant cat walking into something at some point in, in, in life. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Mark, where's the cat? Come on. <laughs> that was a, that was, that was a Q exit stage left. Yeah. Boomer is
3: right here. Actually, okay. the dog right now is looking at me like he needs something. Uh, come definitely.
1: on, come on, dad. Well, look again, we're well, we going to put this down, wrap this up for us, Chris. Yeah. I'd like to close out and
2: just say that, uh, that, sh- you know, she's not content where she's at. She, 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 she's Good looking towards the future. No, she's she's going to find a way to make this ambitions. even...
1: She's going to find a way to make this bigger. I have and, all and confidence the, in this woman's ability to blow dominoes yeah. up on a global scale. Huge.
2: But and she's... Literally. She's, she's I was just going to say,
1: now, now that I've said that, I kind of question whether or not I should have used that as, weird, a, as a but metaphor. okay. She's, right? she's <laughs> set
2: her next target. Uh, it's a very ambitious goal, which is to, to get another guinness world record for largest domino drop ever wow. which is going to involve five million dominoes Jeez. Uh, a large crew of people working for three months to yeah. set it up and all i can say is you go girl you right do it in and, a non-earthquake
1: zone or yeah i was just going to say in the in the middle of where 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 would that be somewhere like kazakh no kazakh's got riddled oh, with earthquakes i think they got him there yeah i don't and, know anyways we will put links down and below but until next time everybody this has been keep your hat on i'm andrew scott along with chris vacano robert anthony and dr mark c e peterson And thanks for joining us, thanks for hanging out. Remember, please, to like, click, subscribe. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, we'll be uh, more than willing to take that support. But until next time, everybody, remember, keep your hat on, as we just proved, we may end up miles from here. Take care, everybody. Wear your mask, get your shot, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
0: Well, there's a chunk of time you can't get back. From Portland, Oregon, this has been Keep Your Hat On, a big little show about a whole lot of nothing in particular. Keep Your Hat On is a Narrowband Broadcast Network production in association with PodSquadPDX.com. Andrew Scott, executive producer. Robert Anthony and Chris Vacano, associate producers. Our theme music was written and produced by Andrew Scott, along with help from Ron Kajawa. Website design and maintenance by Vacano Creative, Chris Vacano Webmaster, available at vacanocreative.com. Audio and video production by Andrew Scott, available at andrewscottmedia.com. Got ideas or comments for the show? Email us at at kyhopodcast.com. And don't forget to like, click, and subscribe. On behalf of the boys, I'm your announcer, Michael Brubage. Thanks for listening. Uh,
1: I guess. Three million fucking dominoes. Holy cow. <laughs> Just you know, for, I seriously, like, no. it makes me Five nervous. Million. It
4: makes no, me Andy, nervous stop, thinking stop, about stop, stop, stop. it.
1: NBBN.
0: The Narrowband Broadcast Network.
1: The focus is on you.